0: Shabbos, Pasha, Spiratius is probably the best time to talk about Shabbos. Even though we experience Shabbos every week, but the story in the Torah which teaches us the nature of Shabbos, the kedusha, the spirituality of Shabbos is precious Spiratius. When we see V'yavara Chalequim Shvi, HaShvi Hashem blesses Shabbos Hashem sanctifies Shabbos. And we know we have a mitzvah when Shabbos comes in to also sanctify Shabbos. We make Kiddush. We say these Pesukim. The Pesukim of Vayichulu, We declare that we are sanctifying Shabbos just as Hashem sanctified Shabbos. And the Gemara says that somebody who says va'yachulu on Shabbos, is nicely shut up. He becomes a partner with Hashem in the creation of the world. Now, when Chazal give compliments, they don't choose random words. And if in this case the person who says vayichulu when he makes kiddush on Friday night, his level is he becomes a partner with Hashem, we have to understand. What's special about Kiddush? In what way does it make a person a partner with Hashem? And if we're going to add to the question, by the time Shabbos comes in, the world is complete. Hashem has completed everything He wanted to do. What's there left for a person to partner in? What was missing in the world that a person was contributing as His part of the partnership. And the Yisoyed, the principle is that we are not a partner with Hashem in creating the world. Hashem did that all on His own. Man was the very final thing He created after everything else had already been put in place. And come Shabbos the active element of creation is over. but there's another area and in that a person partners with Hashem and that is very simply the world was created for a reason the world was created for a reason and the reason was that people should be able to look into the world and recognize that it has a creator. People should be able to see in the creation the detail, the magnificence, the order, the precision, and come to the realization that there's a creator. And when a person makes Kiddush on the al Shabbos, and a person declares, Hashem completed the creation of the heaven and the earth. Hashem built the whole world. Then he's fulfilling the role that a person was meant to have. The book is like a, the world is like a book which was written, and the person is the one to read it. And therefore, the author and the reader together are partners in the book. It was written in order to be read. But the world can also be misread. There are two kinds of mistaken readings people have when they look at the world. There are two ways to misunderstand it. What we can call in other words two forms of avoid zara. the one is to deny that there's a creator to see the world as some kind of operating system which operates independently and deny that there is a creator who's running the system the avoid zara of fear what you call heresy the avoid zara of science the avoid of seeing the world as something which runs on its own That's the one way people could see the world wrong. And there's a second way. A person can see intelligence. A person can see structure. But instead of attributing it to one Hashem, and seeing it as one superpower, one creator who runs everything, a person can make the mistake of thinking wrongly that there are a number of different elements a number of different powers which run independently in the world the mistake of Aved if we look at the Torah who do we see articulates these two mistakes who articulates the mistake of denial of Hashem And the clearest expression there in the Torah is Parai. When Moshe sent with his first message to Parai he says So says Hashem. And Parai interjects Me Hashem! Who is Hashem? I don't, hear, I don't know of Hashem. Parai is a spokesperson for those who deny Hashem. Those who say Me Hashem. And the second mistake, mistake of believing in multiple sources of power, multiple gods. Who expresses this this sentiment in the Torah? Tragically, it's the Jewish people. The Jewish people, when they made the golden calf, when they made the Egel Azov, their words were, "Eile, Elohecha Yisrael." Eile is plural. These are your gods. Both of these misread the Bria. Pira looked into the Bria and sought a Bria creation, a system devoid of Hashem. And those who worshipped the golden calf looked at it and saw it as having multiple sources of power. Pira says, Me, and the calf worshippers say, Eila. Let us look at the Apostle in Yeshaya. And Yeshaya exhorts the Jewish people and he says to them, raise your eyes on high and see who created these. Look to the heights, look to the sun and the moon. Look to the planets. And what's the lesson the person is meant to take from seeing the creation? Mi bara ele. Who created this? Mi is Lashen Yachid. The one power who created all of this. And Chazal say that if we take the letters of Mi, the Mem and the Yud, and the letters of Ale, the Aleph, Lamad, and He, and we combine them, we get the name Elohim. What you meant to see, when you see the heavens, what you meant to see when you take notice of the world, when you view all its grandeur, you meant to see the righteous Pharaoh Elohim. Elohim. is creating the world. And the mistake, is to get stuck on the me or get stuck on the el. And therefore, when a person makes Kiddush and a person sees past both those problems, sees beyond that, and he can say, I see that it's a creation and Hashem is the creator. He's reading the lesson right. And therefore he becomes a partner with Hashem in creating the world. For him the world is written. It's to him that the world is turning to be understood. And this brings us to the second major event of Fashas Barathees. If the first is the creation, the second is the downfall of Adam Marisham. The tragic, tragic mistake that Adam made And as a result, condemned the rest of humanity to lose the level he had had before. And we need to understand what was Adam's mistake. And as much as we can, we understand only a glimpse of what possibly could have been the tremendously high level Odom had had. But that itself only makes the question stronger. How could Adam fall? He didn't have a yetzirah. He didn't have an evil inclination. It wasn't from stupidity or lack of intelligence. So how could Adam make a mistake? Based on this principle, let's suggest an understanding. We know that in the setting when a person is trying to verify facts, what happens in a courtroom? In a courtroom, when you have two different people arguing different sides of a story, the plaintiff claims one version, the defendant has a different one, and it's now the responsibility of the judge. To listen to both sides, examine them, and then come to a conclusion which one is true. What's the job of a judge? If a judge will only hear one side, if a judge will only pay attention to one of the arguments, he's not a judge. The duty of a judge is to listen to both sides, impartially. Hear what they have to say. Weigh up the validity of each argument and then come to a decision which one is likely to be true. And what does the judge have to rely on? His mind. His sense of logic. His ability to hear what they say. And does it seem to him to be honest or does it seem to be to be contrived? There is no other way the judge would know what happened. He wasn't there. He can only rely on the accounts of both parties and do his best to try and work out which is a more honest account. But there is a second person in the courtroom also. A person who knows even better than the judge. that's the witness. Because the witness saw it himself. The witness doesn't have to try and work out what happened. He was there. He was present. He saw what happened. And no amount of arguments are going to sway the witness as to what really happened. You can't convince somebody to say they didn't see what they saw. Or to say they saw what they didn't see. And therefore, the level of knowledge that the witness has of the facts is even greater than the level of the judge. And therefore, when there are witnesses, and the judge is convinced that they're honestly telling us what they saw, then whatever they say gets accepted. You can't argue with the witness. If he was there and that's what he saw, then that's what happened. The Gemara says in the sign language, Hearing the story being recounted can never equal seeing it with your own eyes. And therefore a witness has a stronger knowledge of the truth than the judge. And with that understanding, I'd like to suggest a novel way of understanding The mistake of Adam Arisha. Adam knew that his job as a creation, as being created, was to recognise the creator. That's the mission that Hashem assigned to man. But Adam thought that the way to do that was as a judge. Look at all the options. Weigh up the validity of each one and then come to a conclusion. Come to a conclusion that this is the most logical option. A decision that this is the truth. And therefore, in order to arrive at that conclusion, it's not enough to hear just one side of the story. You have to hear both. If a judge has one example one case. Put forward by one of the two parties. And he says, right, I'm convinced he's telling the truth. You're not a judge. You have to hear the other side. Maybe he has more to say. Maybe he can refute the arguments. Avram thought his job was to be the judge. To come to a rational decision. And to do that, I have to hear both sides. So, yes, I know the side of good. But if I'm meant to hear, make a rational decision, I have, to, I have to hear the side of bad. If the eight side is the tool to understanding the opposite, the opposite side of the differing point of view, then I wouldn't be doing my job as a judge if I didn't hear both opinions. If I hadn't considered both options. And then, of course, the side of Tav says, don't touch the right, it's bad. But what does the side of bad say? Maybe it has merit as well. And if it's my job to be the judge, then I have to hear both sides. And what does that, and now? That's a good argument. What does automation's mistake? Why was he wrong? The human being is created to see Hashem in the world. A judge does need to see both points of view. Where was Adam's mistake? I was asked this question in a much simpler form once when I was speaking to a group of potential by other. And they said to me, You know, we can hear what you have to say. You can explain to us the position of Yiddishkeit of Judaism. But to make a fair decision, we really have to go and hear all the other points of view as well. Maybe they have different arguments. We have to weigh up their arguments too. So yes, we're happy to hear what you're saying. It's logical. But it's one side of the story. What do the Christians say? What do the Muslims say? What do the Buddhists say? To make a balanced decision, we have to hear all points of view. You can't be a judge without hearing both sides. And coming back to where we started. So what was the mistake? Where was Adam Arishan wrong? And the answer is, Adam made a critical mistake. It's your job to come to a recognition that Hashem in charge. It's your job to come to that point of emunah. But, and here's the Ikabat. But not as a judge. No one asked you to judge. You meant to arrive at a conclusion as a witness. You meant to be an aide. You meant to see it with your own eyes, because something you see with your own eyes, you don't entertain another possibility. You saw the truth yourself. Yes, you meant to see Hashem, exactly the way the Navi Yeshaya says you meant to see Hashem. Se'u so, a moron. Use your eyes to see. And look who created all of these. And if it's so clearly visible, you're a witness, you're not a judge. A witness does not entertain other possibilities. He saw what he saw. And Moshe tells the Jewish people the same thing. When he's going over the principles of Emon and Pashat Tvarim, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Atah, you were shown. You were shown. You saw it with your eyes. And therefore you know. There's nothing else. We know. Every time we say Shema. We notice that the Ayin of the word Shema. And the Dalet of the word Echad. Are enlarged. Ayin and Dalet. Together make the word Aid. Witness, we're giving testimony. Hashem Hashem Echad. It's not we're not delivering a verdict. We aren't meant to be judges. We're meant to be witnesses. And it's the pasuk. The pasuk says, v'Anikel." You are my witnesses, and I'm, I'm the God. And that's the principle of Ayichol. That's the rectification of the mistake of adoration. When a person says Khulu, he's not coming to pass judgments. He's coming to give evidence. The halacha is when a person says khulu, in shul, he should stand up. He should say it to somebody else. Because it's giving edus. It's delivering testimony. It's a testimony we're meant to see in the world. We're meant to see in the world that Hashem is the Creator. Because if it's her or das, if it's something we saw, then there's no other possibility to entertain. And therefore, a person who gives edus, who's a witness that Hashem creates the world, is a partner with Hashem. That's what the world was there to show him. That what was there for him to see. So, raise your eyes on high. Who created all of this? It and put the pieces together. You'll see Elijah. You'll see the Hashem who created the world. And that's the ailis that we give as Klaus Roll and Shabbos. And that way we fulfill our duty as recognizing Hashem and we become partners in the point of creation.